0: How long, oh God, how long? We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. Hello again, everyone. Thank you for joining me for Bible Time. You know, in this uh, Bible reading program that I'm engaged in with the, the church where I serve Jesus, we're we just passed Psalm seventy-seven, and, and somebody, you know, asked about it, and I believe his question was just about the author. But uh, you know, I thought, you know, let's just talk a little bit about Psalm seventy-seven because it's a it's a song of lament, and it's a saying, you know, how long, God, are you gonna? Is your grace gone? Are you know, bad things seem to be happening? Where's God? Oh, how many times have I asked that question? Have you ever asked that question? Why, God? Why did you allow this to happen? I mean, after all, you can prevent it, right? God can prevent anything from happening. So why doesn't He? Oh my goodness, if we could have in our minds the vastness of who God is and and what He can do and that if we understood the things that He understood, it would literally blow our mind up. I mean it would be it would be blown. We are an image of God. We are not God. We are an image. Let will give you an example that I often like to use. I would someday love to have a Corvette. But for now, I have to settle for the little tiny Matchbox car or Hot Wheels car, Corvette. That's as close as I'm going to get right now. It does not have the same power as the real thing. It does not, it cannot do everything that the real thing can do. I can push it and it will go across the floor but I can't put gas in it and drive it somewhere. Can't drive it to the beach. So it's an image, it's limited in its ability. We are very limited in our knowledge and understanding. And if we had what God has, and we knew why God allowed things to happen the way they do, if we understood why he waited the way he does, our minds would be blown because they're limited. And if we had that knowledge, then we'd be like God. And we're never going to be like God. But we are in the image of God. So if you have kids, you'll understand this. Kids sometimes don't understand. You know, mom and dad, you don't understand. Times have changed. And and we just do things differently now as kids. I I said that to my dad one time. And he laughed at me. And now I realize why he laughed at me. Because if I hear my kids say it, I laugh. Oh, sure, you might have new words and words that I don't understand. And you might do things that I never did. And, you know, you're practically born with phones in your hand where I had to walk over to the wall and pick up a phone. And we only used it as a phone, not as a computer. Times have changed, sure. But parents have more knowledge and understanding and wisdom than their children do. And the same goes with God. So what do we do in those situations? How do we get by? How do... Romans 12.2 tells us to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, there's a lot that I can say about this, and I don't have time in just this limited Bible time to, to say all about what it means to renew your mind. But let me tell you this. You are the beloved of God. Let that sink in for a moment. You are the beloved child of God. Now, we often put boundaries on God can't love me because, and you know, we even sometimes find things in the Bible that says why God can't love us. No, that's not true. That's a an accurate use of the Bible, applying life to the Bible instead of allowing life to be applied, or the Bible to be applied to your life. You just can't do that. So, how do we know that we're the beloved of God? Luke 15 is a great example, the parable of the prodigal son. Read it if you've never read it. If you don't understand it, read it again. It shows that God's love is intense. It's insane. It's beyond measure. And we are the beloved of God. And when we can start taking these things that happen into our in our lives and stop dwelling on them as if it's the end of the world because, you know, the world's been going on for several thousand years and nobody has ended. It hasn't ended because of one person's problem. So the, the sun will come up tomorrow. You better bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there will be sun. But... No, I can't get that song out of my head. But anyway, what I'm saying is to understand us as the beloved of God is to take our problems and not hide behind them and not hold them and say, "woes me. It's to take our problems and say, look, this is awful. I don't want to go through this. And we move it over into the light that comes from God. And we say, God, here's my problem. And we look at it and we say well it it was you know just like heaving out of my hand and i had to use two hands to hold it and i look at it now in the light of god and it's almost not there in fact where'd it go that's what the light of god does for us because we are his beloved but god will let you stay in that tiny little dark corner holding on to that problem and without light exposing on it you it, it will look huge He'll let you stay there. But if we move out of that and say, and not say things like, God, are you holding my eyelids open so that I can't sleep? Say, God, I can't sleep. I'm bringing this to you. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, our minds may be limited, but what God will do in those moments when we surrender to him, When we give our problems to him, he wants them. Because compared to him, they don't exist. They're so tiny, you can't see them. But compared to our limited knowledge, yes, they're huge. But when we move them into his light, they disappear. I don't care what the diagnosis said. I don't care what happened to you. We've all been through some terrible things. We've all done some terrible things. But when we move that into the light of God and we see ourselves as the beloved of God, it doesn't exist compared to who God is. So how do I do that, Phil? Easily said, how do I do it? Start with prayer. Start with telling God. Start with saying, here's my problem. I can almost promise you 100% that if you go to God and say, here's my problem, that problem is going to become a lot less. Because you're giving it to him. That's what Psalm 77 is really trying to do. Saying, here's all the problems, but look who God is. Look at who God is. So, are you done carrying that problem? I see the light. Let's move underneath it and watch it disappear. That's your Bible time for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless.